Welcome to Game Changer Podcast. I'm David Villa here with Diana, and uh, we are excited to join you for another episode of just hanging out, just hanging out together. Isn't it just a wonderful time? Every day is a day the Lord has made, Diana, and the Bible says that we are to rejoice and be glad in it. And we're going to talk about being chosen today, chosen. You, you chose me. Right? I mean, I don't know if I chose you or you just hunted me down until I just gave up and said, okay. Hunted. That that makes me sound really good. That's, yeah, that's, he was like a predator camped out outside my house. I meant that as good as that could be. Yeah. So I'm just persistent. Pursuit. You pursued me. That's not a lot better. Oh, you just hunted me down until I had no choice. Held me down, forced me, you know, pursued me. We went from stalker to romantic really quick. Chosen. From chosen to locked up. Um, <laughs> with a ball and chain. Oh, man. Yes. With a ball and chain. Yes, I meant like. All right. So if you guys haven't figured out already, we have no idea what we're doing this morning, today, this afternoon, this evening. Hey, we're going to talk about chosen. And it's interesting, though, in this topic, um, I promise you it's going to get good. And, um, and I promise you, you know what? I really do feel the Holy Spirit's going to uh, help you realize today and we're going to we're going to try our best to help you realize that you're chosen. Yes. He chose you. You didn't choose him. This is the interesting thing. We give altar calls right at church and we give opportunities, you know, there's the sinner's prayer and Easter's coming up and you know we talk about you know bringing in the lost and you know introducing people to the gospel. It's a big push in the church and I we give people the invitation and I understand why we do it, right? We give them the opportunity. We present the gospel. But make no mistake about it. It, we serve a God, and this is what is hard for us to wrap our heads around this. It's hard for us to, to wrap our heads around this, that he's so big that, and he's so mighty in, in that, he, that he can orchestrate all over the world, no matter what services you go to, no matter what time of day it is, he can orchestrate every person to be where they are supposed to be to hear the presented gospel. And um, so you're chosen. He chose you. And when I'm thinking of the word chosen, I just want to kind of put this out there too. There's there's movies. Hollywood's done its best, right? And there's some blockbuster movies. I mean, some movies that I even like that, you know, kind of center around the chosen, you know, concept or what have you. You know, there's there's Star Wars, right? There's like, that's a classic one that's been around forever. You know, they even build the whole premise around like, you know, like the chosen, you know, kid, Luke Skywalker. And then you have like, Lord of the Rings, Frodo, you know, he was chosen to bear the ring. You have Harry Potter, it's like a version of chosen. And you got all of these things. But they're all based on the, they're all based and try to imitate or copy the original chosen. And we're going to talk about how you're chosen today. Not only was Jesus chosen, the Bible says in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, the word was God. So in the beginning, Jesus was there. He was chosen, but here's the deal. It goes beyond that. He did what he was, what he did that we celebrate this Sunday. He did that so that we could be chosen. And that's the powerful thing. Let's look up the definition of chosen really quick. Having been, been selected as the best or most appropriate. So we, we have no problem believing that he was chosen. <clears throat> he's the best and he's the most appropriate, Right? But can you believe you're chosen? Can you believe that he chose you as the best and the most appropriate you? 
That's powerful, right? Is it hard to wrap your head around? I think not only did he choose us, right? He also pursued us. That's funny. This word comes in now because we we made light of it. Oh, he didn't hunt you. (laughs) He didn't hunt you and chase you down. He pursued (laughs) us in a way that speaks to you. And so I wish I could spend time on this, but um, I wasn't raised in a Christian home. But um, the first, and, and we did go to church a couple times with some friends of my mom, you know, maybe on Easter or a special service or, or a special performance. But what's interesting to me is I didn't know it at the time, but um, at the summer after my sixth grade year, um, I went to go visit um, some of my dad's family in New Mexico. They live in New Mexico. And um, there's a place there called White Sands. If you've never been there, it's a great place to go. It's like mounds and mounds of, of this sand. Um, it was a former like missile range and you take like boogie boards and these sliding discs and you're able to slide down these mounds of, um, of sand, almost kind of like snowboarding, I guess, kind of. And I've, I've, I have some really fond mem- memories there and my children have been able to go and hopefully our granddaughter will be able to go one day too. But, um, so my, I, ha- I have an aunt there and what's interesting is, um, we were just at the end of the evening and the sun was setting. We were sitting on one of these mountains of sand or mounds of sand. And um, she just started to pray. And my first encounter with the Lord was at that moment. And the Lord's, you know, used her to speak to me. Um, And at that time, it just kind of was like, I knew, you know, I was like, you know, there must be something about this God. But that was my first experience. And fast forward, probably another five to six years when I gave my heart to the Lord, when I looked back at that experience, God pursued me in a way that was gentle and kind and safe, even though it still took another five years to kind of come to know him and accept him into my life. And so my point to that is not only did he choose me, a broken, you know, middle school teenage girl, he chose me but he pursued me in a way that I knew that he was real and that it spoke to me at the point that I was in my life. And it was something that I kept in the back of my mind and, and in my heart for those years before I finally came to a place where, you know, God definitely connected me in this small church. And um, and then he betrayed you by introducing you to me. It's like, <laughs> he's like, okay, God, all of this time. And now, really? So I- he chooses us, but then... He pursues us, and is really careful to kind of, and he pursues us in a way that speaks to us, right? And so yeah. I think that's pretty awesome. When I think about that, the goodness of God, that he knew my beginning and my end, and yet he He knew me, he loved me, and he knew that there would be this waiting period in between my first like encounter that I experienced, um, knowing like, hey, I think there's something to this. And he knew that there'd be a time period in between before I'd actually accept him. And he lovingly allowed life circumstances to kind of, point me to that direction. And and it is true, true story. I ended up at a small church that uh, David's uncle actually pastored. Um, and so that's kind of a whole nother interesting story, but God knows you. It's how he, we met. Yeah. Kind of how we reconnected, I mean, like how we, yeah, reunited. How we, how we got together. But, um, but he chose you. Yeah. How many years before that? How many, how, approximately how many, how old were you when that happened? Um, it was a summer after my sixth grade year. So yeah. And I married you in ninth grade. Um, no, I was kidding. <laughs> Almost. She was like 17. So just a few years later. So it was, it was what, six years, maybe six, seven years, eight years later, you know, seven years later that she, he chose you. And this is the thing you have to understand. You know, it's interesting is to, God didn't just choose you today. It, let's just say hypothetically, you're like, well, yeah, but I don't know him and I'm watching this or, you know, I've never experienced him and I'm watching this. 
do you, you don't believe that he orchestrated me to listen to this or you don't believe that, you know, yeah, I believe that, but I don't believe that today they all of a sudden God woke up and, and just realized you were alive. You know, he didn't just realize that he chose you. He chose you. Let me just give you a scripture to back this up. First Peter two, nine It's this is a powerful scripture. It says, but you are a chosen race, a Royal priesthood, a holy nation. And here's the crazy thing. So wait a second, you're going, Dave, you're talking about race. You're talking about buzzwords right now that are in the in the in the in all over, right? Race and nation and what wait, wait a second. Who what what race? His race. God's race. In other words, the, the, he's talking about his people. It doesn't matter what color you are, it doesn't matter what ethnicity you are. It doesn't, none of that matters. That's not what I'm talking about. And that's not what he's talking about. He's saying that he's chosen you, his people, no matter who you are, no matter who's discounted you or disqualified you. He said, you're a chosen race a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness into his marvelous light. So here's the deal. So he he chose Diana and then years later, as he chose her, he protected her, he watched over her. I mean, he marked her, so to speak, not in a, and he watched her, he, he, he loved her, he chose her. Go back to the definition for a second. Get this, hey, Having been selected as the best or most appropriate. Well, he said, "Wait a second. I, 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 I didn't. I haven't accomplished anything in life. I've never amounted to anything. I'm, I was voted most least likely to succeed. I was voted most likely to not make it. I was. I was the class clown. I was grew up on the wrong side of the tracks. We didn't even have tracks. You know. I, you know. I was broke, busted, disgusted. I. I came from a broken family, a bad situation, an abusive relationship." right? No father, no mother, whatever the situation, right? You're discounting yourself. But here's the deal. He looked at you and he yes. said, you are the best and the most appropriate. Why? Because that's what chosen means. You're a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his possession. That you, here's, here's the catch, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into a marvelous light. He takes the broken and he makes them whole. He takes the unknown and makes them known in him. He takes the least likely, it makes them the most likely. Matter of fact, well, I don't believe it. Well, he says the least in the kingdom will be the greatest. The greatest will be the least. He says in your weakness, you're made, in your weakness, right? You're made strong in me, right? He takes and flips it up on his head. So he chose you. And there's a lot of chaos that's going on right now, dying in this world. And I think we sometimes can feel as though, right, we're struggling to get on God's radar. You know, maybe I'm talking to believers now you know, you're struggling to get on God's radar. And have you ever felt that way? Have you ever felt like, hey, God, you know, hey, I'm right here, you know, burn, burn me, burn, burn me, get that magnifying glass and, and focus it on me for a second. I'm using like the little ant. Hey, God, here I am. Can I get on your radar? And the, here's the truth. The truth is you're chosen. He's always covered you. He's always protected you. And when the time was right, he, he reminded you. Yes, he did. And what's interesting is um, I, I have great aunt. It's on my dad's side of the family. I have great aunts. But the Lord really did connect me. I have a special bond with that particular aunt that the Lord brought into my life in a season of of just trying to find purpose. And that's another thing. Not only are you chosen, but you have a purpose. And sometimes there's a process to kind of figuring out or walking into that purpose, but there is a plan and there is a purpose. And sometimes you can have a lot of things going on, you know, chaos around you. And yet you still, you have to hang on that you were designed and created with a purpose 
And sometimes it takes us time to find it. I mean, I feel like, and our purposes change sometimes. I really do believe, you know, in, in seasons of my life, I know, yes, I was called to be David's wife and, and you know, whatever. But I, I, at the same time, I love being a mother. Like I know in that season of my life when our children were at home, like I was definitely called to be a mom. Now, don't ask my children. They'll say maybe a little bit too much. But I actually love being a mother. Um, I definitely, there was a lot of things that we were doing in life. And um, I, um, now here's the thing, even though you're called to a purpose and you know what you're doing, you can also get that out of balance. Because when I look back on my life, I wouldn't change anything I've done as far as uh, my involvement with my children as a, as a mother. But I can also see where I allowed that sometimes to get outside of God's um, order, mm -hmm. you know, and I could say honestly and transparently that, um, you know, there were seasons that instead of dealing maybe with some of my own hurts or my own anguish or my own issues that I just plugged more into my children and it still produced good things. I have great kids. I love them. They're, they, they are all serving God in, in, in some capacity. But, um, but <laughs> I'm saying there's a butt coming. But the but she was, loves you guys, but. but I could see where there were times that instead of seeking um, yeah. the Lord to heal some things in my life, now he did do it and it took time, but I think he would have done it sooner if I would have just um, maybe went to the Lord and instead of plugging myself into something that was good, it still produced good fruit, right? So you can have a purpose and know what you're called to and put yourself into it mm -hmm. and still get it outside of the godly order or balance and still see fruit. But it wasn't. I feel like there was probably some things that I could have um, not experienced in life if I would have recognized that I was my, you know, maybe some people use, you know, have addictions or they put themselves into being a workaholic or they put themselves. And I can say that my, my thing was that I poured myself more into my kids instead of allowing the Lord to really work some things through mm, and out of good. me. So, get, um, get, let that so I did in. put the kids before you in seasons. What? <laughs> I put the kids before you. What? I put the kids before <laughs> you at certain times. I just want to hear it again. What? <laughs> Just Lord, saying. thank you for this moment of revelation, God. I just feel the feel the tr the, the truth rise into this. I was kidding, but it was still good, and um, you know, I I wouldn't change it because it also made me who I am today. Was yesterday um, a season? <laughs> now I have a granddaughter, Adelie, so I have to make sure I keep that in the right perspective. But you know, um, can I just say this though? Even though, and so somebody could be listening right now, and I think that what you got to get what Diana. If what Diana said, what Diana said is not designed, and, and I know this is obviously not her heart, her heart's to set you free. It's not designed, and if it, I just felt this in my heart, that if anybody felt guilt over that, maybe you felt like, well, that's where I'm at. I'm here today, or I, I put this before God, or I put this, you know, it, it's not designed to make you look back and regret. That's the enemy. So, somebody taught me this a long time ago. It's just a cool little churchy cliche, but it makes sense. The Jesus forgives, forgets. The devil reminds and remembers. And so understand that, you know, he is trying to remind you and cause you to remember where you, where you fell short. But I want you to hear this, that, that, that was not designed and what God brought you through and what he's showing you and the revelation that he's given you, you know, even through what Diana just said, that's a revelation. God's using that to bring maybe an illumination into the situation. Like, okay, that's what I've done, but that's not who you have to be. Yeah. Can I just say this, that, you know, he's covered you, he's protected you. And he, here's what I want to say to you. You are loved and you're being led for this very moment. You can't go back. You can't go back and change what you did or did not do yesterday. You can't live in regret. 
What you can do is repent, turn from it, and you can learn from it. And you can realize that you're being led for this very moment. And that's where, you know, where God yeah. chose you years ago. And that's where Diana, so Diana on that mountain in White Sands, New Mexico, sitting there with her aunt, God revealed to her. And maybe that's where he, you know, he even did it from birth. I mean, obviously he knew you from your mother's womb. If we want to get real, he's, he's God. He's, he's yesterday, today, and, for, and forever. He's, he's all connected. He knew you and I from the very beginning, but he revealed he chose her then. He preserved her. And then he pulled her off the shelf, so to speak. And then there's been times when he's done that over and over through her life. But here's the reality. You're being led for this very moment. And can I just say this? Deep inside, you know that. You sense that. And I know how the Holy Spirit works. And I'm confident that he can cause you to sense that right where you're listening today. And so there's more that God has for you. You think that you you blew it. You know, somebody I'm speaking to now may thinks they blew it or they they messed up or, you know, you 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 jacked something up. Can I just say there's more that God has for you? He's been trying to get to you. I'm going to say it again. He's been trying to get to you. You haven't been trying to get to him. He's been trying to get to you. And so not just to rescue you. Don't limit God to a God of rescue. He's not just a God of rescue. He pulled Peter out of the water and rescued him, right? But the reality is he rescued him so that he can anoint him. That's got to speak to somebody. He rescued him so that he can anoint him. And he he wants to rescue you, but not just rescue you. He wants to speak to you. And he doesn't want to just speak to you. He wants to comfort you. And he doesn't want to just comfort you. He wants to replenish you. Yeah, He's the good. God that doesn't leave you the same as he found you. And so the obstacles of your past have been training you for something greater and something higher and something better. And that's, that's the way God, he's the God of yesterday. He's the God of today. And he's the God of tomorrow. And he takes all of those situations. And I'm reminded of Hebrews 12, where it says, it says that, uh, uh, lay aside the weight that so easily besets us. But then right before that, it says, it says that um, we're, we're surrounded by a cloud of witnesses looking unto Jesus, the author, he started it, and the finisher of your faith. He's going to finish it. And then he, we're, he said that because he said there's a great cloud of witnesses that have gone before. What does that tell you? It tells you that these they're rooting for you. They're, they're, God's, God's not just wanting to start something. He's wanting to complete something and finish something in you. And it's, and so your past and the obstacles that we've gone through and what we've gone through, you know, even the things that you said, you know, when you were just transparent about, Hey, I put the kids before you, or I've stuck myself and planted, you know, my focus, my purpose was there when, when there was so much more that God wanted to do. The reality is those obstacles of the past, Diana, have been training you for something greater and higher. They've been training me. Well, I used it to numb trauma, to be honest with you. So Mm -hmm. I, I used, um, that to, to numb, you know, some trauma in my life. And here's the thing, it's never too late to make a change and it's never too late to recognize, hey, I'm not sure if this is the right path and it's never, ever, ever too late to look to God to say, hey, I'm really messing this up and I need you. We opened up the podcast by saying, this is the day the Lord has made. You know, and I've mentioned this probably last week too, because something that the Lord's just been saying, but it's not enough for me to acknowledge that there is a God and he's good and he's created this day, but I have to go to the next step. And so, yes, Lord, I acknowledge this is the day you made. I will be glad and rejoice in it. And so I invite you in. So I'm in this season right now that I'm inviting, making it purposeful and being intentional about inviting, not only acknowledging him so we can have this head knowledge and acknowledge 
you know, even with, with my situation with my children, I feel like I did my best at teaching in the word of God and the things of God and talking and, and pouring into them and, and, you know, listening to, you know, you know, edifying music when I was, you know, when we were in the car together and I feel like I did a good job and I was doing a good thing. Right. And I feel like that was my purpose, but then I have to go back and evaluate, was I always doing that in my own life? I was teaching it to them and I was trying to example it and I was trying to, to make sure that they had the, that, that rooted in them. But there were probably seasons I was so concerned about that, that I wasn't spending the time I needed to actually ground and root myself in what I was needing in the Lord and to learn more for myself. I went through a season where I, I would believe and pray with anyone and for anyone. And I believe the Lord answered prayers and I believe the Lord used that. But I sometimes, if I'm being honest, there were times that I was agreeing with people saying, you know, God, this Lord, just do this for this person. And I, I, and I believed in faith, but I questioned, was I worthy enough to receive the same thing that I was believing and praying for somebody else for? And so, you know, that's another thing to recognize coming to the realization that I am chosen and I am. It's nothing I've ever done that's made me worthy, but because I'm his and because he's chosen me and because I've made a decision to, to allow him in my life and follow him, that makes me worthy. Can anybody else relate to that this today? Can you relate to what she said? You, you, maybe you believed for someone else and you said, this is the God that can do it for them, but is he the God that can do it for me? Can, can, has anybody ever been there before? You know, and I just wanted to take a second and just, just kind of pause there for a second, let you, let that sink in. Have you ever felt that way? Can I just say this? Never, never mistake a mess or moments of misery for abandonment. I'm going to say it again. Never, never, never mistake your mess, mess, yes. things that you've gone through or moments of misery, right? Never mistake those for abandonment. God has always had your back. And can I just say this? What God has taken you through is all about what God has taken you to. And that's not just, I, I know that rhymes and I get it, you know, it's a good quote and, you know, let's put it on an image, right? But can I just say, what God has taken you through, it's all about what God has taken you to. You have to understand that that is, that is truth. You're here for a specific and special reason. Why? Because he chose you. Going back to the definition of chosen, going back to that definition, he says, you're selected as the best or most appropriate. He didn't accidentally, he didn't, you weren't all he had left. Like he, he, his, his, you know, you, you weren't like, he looked around and was like, like he'd already, you know, you know how, like when I was in school and they would go through captains would pick and you're the last one, you're like, you're down to the, you know, you and, you know, someone a little worse than you. And it's like, okay, you're picked. Well, that's not what happened. God didn't, God didn't run out of options and then pick you because that's all he had left. He chose you as the best or most appropriate. He, he has a dream team. And it's, and it's, there's no mistake there. So, so you're here for a specific and special reason. You're incredibly important to God and all of heaven yeah. is rooting for you. There's the Hebrews 2, 12 cloud of witnesses. They're rooting for you. Why? Because, because what they stood for, you're standing on their shoulders and someone's going to stand on your shoulders. This is a, this is an, uh, this is a team sport we're in. Okay. This isn't a, this isn't a, um, you know, uh, an individual sport. Yeah. You're running your race, but you're running a race where someone's handed you the baton and you're handing someone else the baton. And this is a race where if somebody falls next to you, you don't try to step on them. You reach over and you pick them up and you don't try to, to one up them. You, you know, listen, if you got to grab and wrap arms around them and run together, it's time to disrupt the inner narrative that tells this world or you or I anything different, right? 
You are needed. Your yeah. presence is needed. As never before, this world needs you. And, and you're chosen. Amen? Amen. You're, you're chosen. That's pretty powerful. Like, I was passed over by, by the captain of the football team or by the, the, the head cheerleader, right? And I'm speaking figuratively. I wasn't passed over. <laughs> I didn't cheer. But, <laughs> but you weren't passed over but and, and you were chosen by the God of the universe. Yeah. Think about that. That's so good. Think about that. Mm, that's powerful stuff. Amen. What do you think? <laughs> when you said I that, I just something. made me think, why me, Lord? You know, mm. I feel like for us, you know, why did you chose me? Choose me, sorry. Why did you choose me when um, you knew where I would fall? And I guess it's not really about where we fall or make mistakes. Um, it's that we get back up, even when we don't feel like it sometimes. You know, um, I always go back when I'm put in situations. I think one of the things that, another thing that the Lord's showing me in this season is when there's things put in my path, am I seeking the Lord diligently and daily in a, in a manner that even when resistance comes or when situations um, present themselves, am I handling those situations in a way that's pleasing to the Lord. And I can say not every situation I handle in a way that is pleasing to the Lord. But here's the thing. I am a type of person that self-evaluates. So I'm evaluating and Lord, if this ever happens again, how, how, how did I handle this? What were my pitfalls? And how can I make a change that if this is presented to me again, that I will handle it in a way? So I think it's actually being open to allow the Holy Spirit to speak to you and guide you. Um, you know, I, I wish I could say that I don't make mistakes and I'm perfect. I don't. I don't always have the right words to say. Matter, matter of fact, I often probably say the wrong words before I get the right words out. But, um, you know, I was a 17-year-old girl, pregnant, married, and not knowing what direction was next, and still He chose me and knew me. And it's just by the grace and the goodness of God that He allowed me to even experience some of the things that um, I've experienced because I think I have a perspective for me. I feel like there's things in church or in small groups that maybe we are we don't want to talk about. Um, and so maybe that's my next season. You know, my kids are older and they're kind of— um, you know, living their best lives. And um, it's like, okay, Lord, what's now my purpose? So you go through seasons that maybe you you know your purpose for a season and then you go through another one. It's like, okay, what's next, God? What What is my purpose? And I would say inviting him in daily is what allows him to speak to that and to show you and to guide you. And um, if we make mistakes, you know, I would say learn from them. I can write a lot of books on what not to do. And not, I'm still writing them, by not, the way. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do something. I'm going to go ahead and announce it next week. Chosen to. All right, well, we're just going to continue this in our next podcast. So Chosen 2. So the sequel's already being recorded in our hearts. So just stay tuned for next week. If you like this discussion, make sure you come back and join us as well. Um, before we go, I do want to say this. Make sure you subscribe to us on YouTube. Uh, make sure you check us out on uh, podcast, on audio forum. We're on Spotify, Google, and uh, Apple Podcast. If you would do us a favor and subscribe and listen. And um, also, you can uh, follow us on Instagram. And uh, we just want to encourage you. But the way to get all of that, the way to get all of that, so you can go like, okay, I can all of these things you just mentioned, David, download our app. Whether you're on Android or Apple devices, you can go to the stores and you can search Game Changer 
by IPD agency. You have to do that because there's about 75,465 Game Changer apps of some sort. Game Changer by IPD agency. And I promise you, you'll be blessed. Everything is there. And uh, we love you guys and appreciate you. Thank you so uh, much for joining us today. I pray whenever and wherever you're listening to this, mm. that it is a blessing to you. Chosen to. Stay tuned.